I've just done a crafty little poo and had a nice little shower in my neighbor's toilet. <laughs> no, let's start that again because I got that wrong. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, to those among you who are easily frightened, we suggest you turn away now. To those of you who think they can take it, we say, welcome to the madhouse. The Madhouse, the number one podcast for horror reviews, bullshit and booze. Well, I tell you, there's going to be no funny business here. My name's Jimmy and the beautiful host with the most is Joey. Hey man, how you doing? I'm all right. My intros are not as fun as yours. That was, uh, I liked that. That had some swagger about it. That one did. Well, I... Do have a bit of swagger. <laughs> Stored away for special occasions. Yeah, occasionally just pop it out. My swag. Just pop it on the table. Yeah. Bag of. Bag of swag. swag. And that's the intro. <laughs> this film was your we're in. <laughs> we're in. We're off now. It's go, <laughs> go, go. No stopping. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> seen your name i can't see you i'm blind (laughs) (laughs) well no hold on a minute and we need to explain because you you're at the top of the of the video call aren't you uh maybe on your screen you're you're next to me on my video call okay all right so okay you're at the top of my screen and your amusing name is you can't see me so i'm guessing it's the john cena thing no, I don't know anything about John Cena. It's just okay. <laughs> oh, it's got to do with the film, hasn't it? Of course, yeah, it has. The film I see you. <laughs> yes. So you, at the top, we've got you can't see me, and then I thought amusingly, it'd be funny to put my name, which is I can't see you. I'm blind. <laughs> which I is a good that premise was quite good. for a horror film. Yeah. Just don't call it I see you. I hear you. Got it. Maybe. Yeah. I could taste you. I oh yeah. Ooh. I was gonna say I can feel you with my walking stick. Yeah, I can smell you from a mile away. Yeah, that's always been true. Unless though. you've got COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Since I've had COVID, people have definitely been able to smell me a mile away because I can't smell when I need to wash. <laughs> I just smell come back yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. I taste. can smell things. Uh, taste has come back. Uh, I think that's, you know, related to the smell. But uh, <laughs> taste seems to have come back more than the smell has. Oh, okay. Weird. That's uh, my little Joey COVID update for you. So this film, as we just said, is I See You. 2019. Yes, the words I see you, not I see you as in intensive care unit. Yeah, which is what I thought I when see. you first said it last yeah. week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Luckily, we clarified before I was Googling. And uh, stars Helen Hunt, John Tenney, and Judah Lewis. Directed by Adam Randall and written by Devin Gray. 
I like this film, you know. I like this film, you know. Okay, good, good, good. Because I wasn't too sure if you did or not. Uh, have we spoken about it yet? No, that's what we're doing now. But just oh, judging from it? your ex- expressions. <laughs> uh, I wasn't sure in the first bit but of the film, but when it all came together. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I thought it was a, a not very intense paranormal film. Yes, that's the thing, Which isn't is, it? Yes, yeah. first half you think, oh, it's paranormal, actually. But then, no, it's not. It's just normal. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, normal. it's just normal film. Nothing para about this film. No. Uh, sure. th- anyway. made on a budget of $5 million. I also saw a reported $3 million. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a lot, does it? But it also only made... Uh, between one and two million dollars. I've seen in a few places different numbers. So not a hit, but it, people seem to really like it now. It's only... Yes, it's a sort. Of, yeah, it's it's a it's a film that like you'd look at it and go, oh, no, I don't think I want to watch that. It looks a bit shit. Yeah. When did you say it came out? Twenty nineteen. Yes. In cinemas, or did you just go straight on to like fucking Netflix or something? I think it was cinemas because I uh, I found global box office numbers. Which would suggest cinemas. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Maybe not for very long. Nah. Um, what are you drinking today, by the way? We haven't done the um, I'm just drinking. Uh, I'll tell you what I have had. I'm on my second can of uh, cider. Just Sainsbury's cider, because I'm boring. But before that, I did have a can of something. It's not alcoholic, but it's called Kong Strong. Wow. It's an energy drink. I bought, I bought, I bought four for the the little couple of gigs we got coming up just to keep me pep uh, in my yeah. step. Kong strong. You keep your pep in your step. You keep your swag in the bag, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you only keep things in things that rhyme with what you're keeping them in. Yeah. Do you keep your socks in the and box? I, yeah, and I want to. Okay. I'm drinking Kong strong because I want to keep my dong strong. <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> and you keep your dong in a thong. Because it rhymes. Yes. It's not comfortable, yeah. but it rhymes. So you got, you got to stick with your own, you know, moral system yeah. there. Well, I have, a, I have a very small willy, so a thong is incredibly comfortable for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking, more importantly? <laughs> it's not strong enough. <laughs> <laughs> I have today, because, you know, I'm going, I'm trying not to be the mundane, uh, was it dark fruit strombo every week, guy? So I think I think last... I was nearly right. You were nearly right. The the last three episodes I've done something different every week. This week it is uh, Katie by Thatcher's. Yes, which um, is a, a red apple cider. I yes, it's the, I believe it's the uh, the uh, name of the apple, the brand of the apple that they make it with is called a Katie. Yeah, apple. Um, it's all right. It's, yeah, it's crisp like a red apple, but it's a bit too carbonated. Yeah, really, really fizzy. Mm. It is a bit. It's it's a bit like a rosé, isn't it? Because it is a bit pink. Yeah, I mean, you can't see through the green bottle, but if you look, if you pour it in a glass, I'm pretty sure it's a little bit pink. Oh, I have to take your word for it. Because uh, yeah, take my word for this it. This ain't gonna see a glass. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to see the next fucking two minutes <laughs> necking them like that. Uh, 
It's all right. I probably won't buy it again. I give it three out of five. And I'm going to think of something different to do next week. Might not even be cider. Who knows? Ooh. Crazy. Crazy. Right, should we do a paranormal graph, Jimmy? Yeah, I'm just going to pour myself a boring dry cider. Okay. Into my uh, lovely Rattler original pint glass. Nice. Like I've got no Rattler left. We drank it all. I'm ashamed. Ah. We had uh, some farm strength, which is 8.4 Rattler. That's why they call yeah, it the Rattler. Eight. Rattles your bones. Yeah, we had it. Yeah, eight bottles of that. Fuck me. Off the tits. I thought I was fucking time traveling with Johnny Knoxville. Well, yeah, that's uh, it says that on the back, doesn't it? When, once you've drank this yes. bottle, you'll feel like you're time traveling with Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> it's really specific, Rattler, aren't they? And their descriptions of their flavors. Tastes nice, though. Right, I'll kick it off then. Okay. Does that mean there's hard words in the second paragraph? Oh yeah. <laughs> I've uh, I've I've done my first bit is in English, but the second paragraph is in Japanese. Oh, okay. Right. Which you're fluent in, so it should be fine. Yeah, I'll translate it to English. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Ten-year-old Justin Witter is abducted while riding his bicycle through a park. Evidence in the form of a green pocket knife is found connecting this case to a previous series of abductions which resulted in the conviction of a man many moons ago. Greg Harper has been made lead detective of the case, but back home his family are going through a rough time due to his wife Jackie having a bloody affair. Mysterious events begin plaguing the Harper house. All the silverware goes missing. Pictures are removed from their frames and a window repairman tells Jackie her daughter let him in, even though she doesn't have a daughter. The next day, her former lover, Todd, arrives unannounced. Whilst outside talking, a coffee mug falls from the top floor and strikes Todd on the head. Jackie hides him in the basement so she can take her son, Connor, to school. While looking around the basement, Todd is hit over the head by an unknown assailant. And when Jackie comes home to find him, he's bloody dead. She panics and assumes that Connor has killed Todd. She and Greg bury his body deep in the woods, hoping to give Connor an alibi. Someone begins to send Connor strange messages on his PC, while a person wearing a strange mask appears behind him. Greg and Jackie come home and find Connor tied up in the bathtub with a green pocket knife stabbed into the soap. Poor soap never had a chance. Two days from retirement. Jackie drives Connor to the Whoa, hospital. <laughs> I'm too fluffy for this shit. Uh, Jackie drives Connor to the hospital while Greg searches the house and is attacked with an axe by the frogged masked loon. The film jumps back in time and reveals that the mysterious happenings in the house are being caused by two homeless people, Mindy and Alec, who have been frogging in the Harper home. Mindy is experienced and tries to keep a low profile that she never gets caught while... While novice frogger Alec decides he wants to make the family believe they're going insane. Every mysterious occurrence has been caused by Alec. Mindy witnesses Greg killing Todd and goes to alert Alec, only to see him putting Connor in the bathtub. She argues with Alec, who accidentally pushes her down the stairs and knocking a spark out. Alec hides her in the boot of Greg's car. 
After Jackie leaves with Connor to the hospital, Greg leaves with his car, unknowingly taking Mindy with him. Mindy awakens in the car. She finds a bag of green pocket knives and Justin Witter's shirt. She realizes that Greg is the kidnapper. When Greg parks in the forest, Mindy sneaks out of the car and calls 911, but doesn't have a good enough signal. She spots an old trailer. Inside, she finds the two abducted children trapped in makeshift closets. As she tries to free them, Greg ambushes her and takes her back to his house, where he shoots her and stages it to look like she was attacking him. Alec attacks Greg with the axe, and Greg knocks Alec out, then stabs himself to make it appear that he's been knifed by the attacker. Alec reappears with Greg's gun and says he knows Greg's the kidnapper. Greg recognises Alec and attempts to explain himself, but Alec doesn't care and kills Greg. Greg's partner, Spitzy, a right proper cop. Partner name that, by the way, Spitzy. Spitzka. Spitzky. 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 Yeah, I'm, I'm going on, uh, on the round with Spitzky, see? Spitzky. Sounds like a tasty kind of, kind of hip wine drink. Yeah. White wine, lemonade, and a bit of cranberry, a spritzky. Going down the wine bar for a nice little bit of a spritzy spritzky. Yeah, I'll have four olives in that as well, barkeep. Yeah, make it frisky, mass frisky. Anyway, yes. that detective recognises Alec. Spritzky fires a bag of evidence in Greg's trunk, and the trapped boys are rescued from the trailer. Jackie and Connor arrive home to find it swarming with police and ambulances. Flashbacks show a younger Alec and a friend encountering Greg, who hands Alec a green pocket knife. As the present day, Alec is carried into an ambulance. And they all live happily ever after. Ish. Kind of. Yeah. Well, he did, probably. Got his own back against the pedo. Yep. And... Was pedo, wasn't he? Uh, I don't think they ever said what he was doing to the victims except definitely killing them in the end. I think it's implied, isn't it? Probably. Tying up kids in a caravan in the woods, mm. keeping them alive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's implied, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Paranormal graph. Okay. <laughs> Lovely. Should we fry some delights then? Yeah, let's do it. Right, I've been crawling around in my neighbour's wall space for the last two days, and I tell you, I've seen things that will make your teeth itch. It's frights of the lights. I didn't know you were a Let- frogger. <laughs> no, yeah, I just got, I just got really drunk and thought it was my closet and ended up next door oh, okay yeah well that happened two days crawling around it was fun did you make them feel insane no not really I, I'm, I'm more of a jovial frogger oh okay I stood in the closet like and I, I had a, like a lion's mask on and I'm inviting him in like it was fucking Narnia <laughs> okay when they were asleep did you go around like sorting out their socks as their socks into the box so that they had a nice organized rhyming scheme like you yeah kind of yeah kind of yeah well they were waking up in the morning going did you put my pants in the plants this morning darling 
Anyway, Friday on the a, lights. On a, on a normal note, though, I think I'd like to go in and I'd like to, because you mentioned socks, I think I'd like to unpair their socks and pair them with other ones. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'd do if I was a frogger. If there's a couple, you'd take like one of the, one of one person's socks and one of another's socks and just mix up the pairs completely. Yeah, that that's exactly what I'd do. And cut that's the exactly space what... on the shirts where nipples would be. Yeah, just it's just light hearted stuff. Yeah. Basically, is what I do. Drown their hamster in the toilet. No, I wouldn't drown the hamster in the toilet. I just shit in their pot plants, that kind of thing. Okay. Fun stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Light hearted. I'm glad we found where the line was. Yeah. Animal cruelty. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad we're talking shit because there's nothing to talk about with Frights and Delights on my side much this week. Um, I think everyone who made this film uh, went to work, was very professional, did the job in a few days, went home, waited for the film to come out. There was no, uh, no, no on set spats, no, no fun little. This happened while. This, you know, there was no one shitting in pot plants while making this film. I can tell you there was no information anywhere about anything to do with the making of this film. I wonder why that is. Do you think they just... Was it terrible? It couldn't have been terrible. Even if it was terrible, you'd have a little morsel of something I, Yeah, out there. I don't know because you... <sighs> We're past the days of, like, curses being associated with films. They've done that. Yeah. I don't know what... But then when you did, we did it. There was so much out there. We could have done two episodes of the podcast per film. Yes. So let's just talk about, because there was just so many interesting facts. I think this was just a in and out, be professional, film it. They did good cinematography and everything, so there wasn't much going on. It was a lot of post. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if the director was like, right, let's cut your nonsense out. Let's just get it done. Get it professional. Bish, bash, bosh. Don't want none of your time wasting. Yeah. Just. Yeah. So I, I, I managed to scrape together three things. I usually go for okay. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This, okay. Go on then. This is more than I was expecting. Well, the crap. So don't get your hopes up. Oh, okay. Uh, the first right. one was uh, something I noticed watching the film that I sometimes like to point out, uh, which is a fright. Uh, and I can't believe I'm saying it now because it's so pointless. But there's a bit where uh, the... I've forgotten her name. The Frogger Girl. What's her name? Mindy. Mindy, yes. Uh, she gets caught in a plastic bag over her head. The the yes, plastic bag it, is yeah. one of those really, really thin plastic bags that tear accidentally yep. all the time. And yep. her hands aren't torn. So if you've got a plastic bag over your face, sorry, your hands aren't bound. She's not tied up. So if you're suffocating and there's a thin layer of plastic over your mouth, you just go, oh, poke a hole in it. His whole plan is gone then. But that's that's how, that happens in every hor- horror film where it, someone gets bagged. <laughs> Nobody does that. Nobody yeah. does that. <laughs> The amount of times Nat says every time someone gets bagged, she's like, just do that. Just do that means poke a hole where your mouth is, by the way, with your finger. That's yeah. what Jimmy's doing on camera. It doesn't look like that's what he's doing on camera, but I know that's what he's going for. Oh. It's like yeah, something re- re- very different. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number two. The trailer for this film 
purposefully made it look like it was just a paranormal film without giving away anything at all. Because that's what you're supposed to think, by the way, in this film. Yes. There is essentially three acts. The first act is a paranormal film. The second act is a found film type house invasion. Are we going to get caught film? And the third one is more of the serial killer thriller hunting you down with a knife waving around the house film. Like it's a bit of a slasher, would you call it? Yes. I think uh, so. Um, so that's a delight. The fact because trailers are crap sometimes they give away so much that you know most of the plot of the film before you go in watching it. This was good. I wonder if the fact they made it just like your standard paranormal film hurt them at the box office. But I think they did the right thing by not giving everything away. But I guess hundred percent. I guess the other delight is the fact that they did that with the film they they crammed in not crammed in it didn't feel like it was crammed in it felt like a natural flow but there are three specific acts all with a different tone where they go back and forth i mean how do you even explain this film to people because it, it it tells the same story from different perspectives yes like i i did i did try well i wasn't trying to explain it by uh I said to someone ages ago that you should watch this film, and I said, just watch it because you're going to think it's a paranormal film. And that's what that's literally what I said to him, and then he rocked up the next day. He was like, I watched it, and oh my God, the stat was amazing. I, I literally just thought it was going to be paranormal, and then suddenly it's the twist, and then it's a twist, and there's another little twist. Just twists like all that. over the place. Yeah. It's like a dance off. Yeah. Right, I got one more. <laughs> this is a little one. That uh oh, okay. six months after the film was released, Helen Hunt was uh in a big car crash. Did you hear that? Oh shit. No, I didn't know that. She dead. Nah, she's alright. She's fine. That's why it was oh. just a little it's a it's a fright because no one wants to be in a car crash. I actually added this well. this in. When I was reading news reports about it, made it sound like she was in like a massive crunch and car flipping and rolling and she's lucky to be alive. So I thought, well, I'll put that in. That's interesting. Yeah. And uh, I've just before I uh, came on here with you to do this, watched the video of the car crash. And it happened quite slowly and the car slowly rolls over onto its side. Oh. Um. So there you go. <laughs> okay, well, so because I've got I I've got an I've got something as well, and I thought following that um, I was going to feel bad, or I was going to sound like an idiot, but I've got a fright. Okay, it's Helen Hunt's face. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> come on, come on now. Seriously, yeah. yeah. I've seen more expression coming out of a fucking those trees at the woods at the start. They've got better expression than fucking Helen Hunt did in the whole film. So the penknife in the soap should have won an Oscar <laughs> next to Helen Hunt. She done to her face, poor cow. <laughs> I don't know. That's some terrible, terrible surgery she's had. Yeah. 
She um no expression, tiny mouth. My first reaction was, "Is is Helen Hunt okay?" Uh, I thought that as well. I thought yes. I was like, "Google is Helen Hunt ill? She's not done a film for a very long time. Now she's come back. Well, it doesn't seem to me like she's done one. And I thought she was ill. I don't. I don't know. Don't really know what to say about it. It's she's uh, had her face stretched and it went a bit wrong. I think she's got no expression in her mouth and her mouth went tiny. Yeah. So, what did you think of her in the film, though? Like acting wise. Oh, Just... terrible. I don't like Helen Hunt anyway. I think she's shit. Oh. <laughs> Good choice of film then, Jimmy. <laughs> Didn't pick it for it. Picked it for the storyline, but I'm glad I did because I like her expression. I, I like her expressionless face. I, I liked her in some sitcom when I was younger. I really liked Helen Hunt. Yeah, what was that sitcom? I can't remember at all. Because that's the only thing I could remember her from, but I can't It wasn't the one that Bruce Willis was in, was it? It wasn't moonlighting. Nah. No, I don't think it was moonlighting. Nah, I See, I w- they were on like when I was a kid on like Channel Four or something. Both of them moonlighting yeah. and something else. That we'll Helen Google that in a break. Yeah, we'll Google that in a break and uh, we'll update you. Uh, but I don't have anything else for frights and delights. Uh, I feel like we need to explain the premise of the film better. Do you know what I mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Like, I don't think we've quite got across, or have we got across, like, the... Have we explained what froggers are? No, I'm just about to. Oh, okay. Shall I do that? I'll do that. I'll explain it right now. Yeah. I'll explain it right now. Yeah. So, frogging uh, is the act of sneaking into somebody's home or business to live for a period of time without its occupants knowing... Uh, the people who practice this lifestyle are referred to as frogs. And this is with a PH, not an FR. Or like the game Frogger, where you have to cross the fucking motorway, jumping on cars and shit. Or the... It's not like that. It's with a PH. Frogs are commonly known to mooch food and water for survival and use the homeowner's bathrooms for personal use. Uh, usually frogs stay in a location for only a few days before moving on. Although some have been known to stay years without being detected Ooh. which yes which actually brings me on to um, brings me on to something there. in 2008 uh, a 57 year old man living in Japan was convinced that someone was repeatedly breaking into his home and stealing food however he didn't know how that was possible the man was sure that he locked all the doors and the windows when he left but then again, it's Japan. They have paper walls, right? I don't, anyway. I don't think they have them on the outside. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah, more of a right. partition inside. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. He's the Someone. guy who got it the wrong way around. He put paper on the outside, and he can't really move yeah, in his this... house because brick walls everywhere. <laughs> yeah, this knob. <laughs> Yeah, someone kept stealing food, so the man set up a surveillance camera that could send images to his mobile phone. One day while he was out, he saw that an intruder was lurking about his home. The man called the police, who arrived only to find the home securely locked. Uh, Once inside, they looked around the home and found 58-year-old Tatsuku hiding in the closet. It turned out that a homeless woman had been living on the top shelf of the man's closet for about a year. Wow. She had sneaked inside when the man left the house without locking the door. 
it is believed that the woman also squatted in other people's houses. She avoided detection by being incredibly neat and showering regularly while the man was out. That's crazy. That's scary as well. Like, It is scary. You don't know who that person is. No, it's weird. But, weirdly enough, also in 2008, seems to be the year of the frog, what, for the Chinese New Year or something? Maybe, but <laughs> also in 2008, in Wilkes-Barre, in Pennsylvania, the Ferentz family started to notice strange sounds in the house during the days leading up to Christmas. At first, Stacy Ferentz just assumed that the cats or one of her three children made the noises. On Christmas Day, a few things went missing at two separate times, first in the afternoon, then in the evening. It was as if someone had broken into their house twice and stolen some of their Christmas presents. So the family notified the police. The following day, they found footprints in the closet of one of the bedrooms, which led into the attic. They called the popo again, and the police brought a dog with them. In the attic, they found 21-year-old Stanley Carter. He was wearing Stacy's sweatshirt and sneakers and her daughter's pants. Carter had been staying with the residents of the other part of the duplex connected to the Ferentz family home. They had asked him to leave and discovered him missing December 19th. Presumably, that's when Carter entered the shared attic. And in July 2009, he was convicted and sentenced to uh, 23 months in jail. Wow. But now he's fucking in jail, just getting exactly what he wanted. Is is in a closed, confined space where he wanted to be. Yep. Yeah. Living on someone else's food and money. <laughs> yeah, but people know he's there. I think he. But and he can't wear this this woman's daughter's pants. Yeah, uh, yeah. But guys in prison always get sent stuff by women outside of prison, don't they? They get their fans, so he's probably getting sent pants. Yeah, that's true. Um, go on. I got another little quick one. Tracy, who didn't want her last name revealed, was a single mother of five who lived in a house in Rock Hill, South Carolina. In September 2012, she noticed weird sounds coming from the attic and nails were popping out of the ceiling. Tracy and her two sons went into the attic to investigate, but didn't find anything out of the norm. Her children thought she was just delusional, but Tracy was sure something was going on and felt really uneasy. One night when Tracy was working on her laptop in the bedroom, a little bit of plaster fell on her from the movement in the attic. Another night at 2.30 a.m., Tracy heard a loud noise and knew that someone or something was up there. Tracy got her nephew to look into the attic. There in the back corner was Tracy's ex-boyfriend, who she dated 12 years prior. What? It looked like the unnamed ex had been living there for about it was only about two weeks. It was just ninety day, just ninety days before that he had gotten out of prison for stealing a car. Yeah, mental. In the attic, they found cups of feces and urine. They also found a hole that he had cut so he could watch Tracy in the bedroom. The ex-boyfriend fled. And had no report of him being caught could be found. No way. Oh, how did he cut? So the you hole might in the want. Ceiling? Eh? How, how? Well, my real question is, how do you not notice a hole in your ceiling? 
That's true because you're always looking up, aren't you? You you're in bed. When you get in bed, you look up to her. You're gonna see it. You're gonna see the slightest change. Most people have their 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 ceilings just painted white, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Any tiny little fleck of anything you see, you see a little tiny cobweb on your ceiling, you notice it. Oh, spider! Gonna have to get that. Yeah. Oh no, actually, it's a little peephole. Why is there yeah. a man's willy poking poking through it? <laughs> Some vertical glory hole. <laughs> Do you know what? I always wake up covered in sweat. I bet it's not sweat. No, it's not. No. Man milk. Oh, we've got a leak glory. coming from the ceiling, but hang on, it's not, it's not raining. <laughs> Where is this yellow, yellow water coming from? I don't have any pipes up there. And you see a pink pipe coming through. <laughs> I thought I was waking up with loads of gloop in my eye. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> some restless oh, sleep. My <laughs> yeah. oh my eyes oh my eyes oh stinks <laughs> smell like mushrooms in here all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> so that was my question yeah right. how does she not notice the hole in the ceiling no, yeah no, fuck yeah. knows but you know also cow, it does sound awful. like it could either be a horror film or a comedy like it's his ex-girlfriend yeah <laughs> yeah one day, accidentally gets in the wrong car, gets done for stealing it, goes to prison, thinks, how am I going to get my life back together? You know what? I'm going to reconnect with Lynn. What was her name? Tracy. Tracy. I'm going to reconnect with Tracy. So I'm going to go, and I go, he turns up, yeah, at her house. The door's open. He's like, oh, shit, I better go in, I go in and check. But now it's awkward, because he hears her having sex with someone, and they start moving around the house. It's like, well, now it looks like I'm a pure pervert, so... I've got to hide in, in this closet. And I was like, oh, no, there's nowhere to go, but the ladder's down from the attic, so I'll just pop up there and I'll come down later. Next thing he knows, he hasn't had a chance to get out for two weeks. Cut a, cut a hole in the ceiling, random place to try and see when it was free to get out. <laughs> Turns out it's over <laughs> our bed. <laughs> just not looking better for him. Do you, remember, do you remember those films, like Ernest Goes to Jail, those Ernest? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it could be like, <laughs> Ernest does an accidental sexual assault or Frog. Ernest. Ernest goes frogging. Yeah, Ernest goes frogging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's or, who I that's Pee Wee when Herman. you started telling me Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pete yeah, he did look like Peter Bob. Yep. <laughs> it's called Pee Wee right, think... for a reason. Maybe just likes weeing on things. I think that should be the end of Frights and Delights. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I think we should call it there. We did talk about the film at some point, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, of course we did. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Fine. What's next? Master of the Macabre is next. You ready? Yeah. It's mostly on over. I've said that for a while. Master of the Macabre. Welcome to the Master of the Macabre. We're going to discuss who is our favourite actor and actress in ICU and which one we would like to physically put in the ICU. Yeah, boy! That's a bit strong, putting someone in the ICU. Yeah, well, I couldn't see any other play on words. Threats of physical violence. Okay, Helen Hunt. No, 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 fine. I'm not really going to put anyone in the ICU. What I meant was, like, oh. just show them around the ICU. Oh. Put them in there, there show them how good their life is compared to how it could be with other people who are oh, in yeah. the ICU for other reasons. 
Okay. I don't know where you got a threat of violence from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who have you got? Um, I've got, I think, I think, after last time's abysmal performance of not picking one, I think I've picked one. Did we not? What happened last time? I didn't pick any because I was like, no, nah, I don't like any of them. In midsummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so this time, this time, I've picked one. Yeah. Like, all right, who is it? Oh, who is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. It's um, <laughs> Owen Teague, who played Alec Travers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Why, who have you got? Um, I haven't picked anyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought, because I didn't like how Alec Travers started off, and I thought he was really good once he got into his crazy bit. And his yeah. in the ending, he was really good at the end. But his his initial intro, I thought it was a bit crap. Like in the first handheld bits, yes, he's a bit of a twat. Yeah, but apart from that, he it was something with the performance. But I couldn't put my hand my finger on it. But it, like, I he's still one of my picks uh, because it was only like what five minutes of the film that that happened in anyway. The rest yeah. of it, it was amazing. But uh, he was I, playing a game. He was playing a game, wasn't he, from the start? He already he knew yeah, what house he was to be going an actor. in. He, yeah, oh, that's true. <laughs> but he but he picked the house. They say he picked the house for them to go in. He, and he knew it was him who fiddled him. Yeah. So he wanted to get in there and give him some revenge. But he was playing. He kind of played Mindy off a little bit, which was a shame. He yeah. Kind of played her for a bit of a fool. Used her a little bit. Yeah, she was being really nice to him. Yeah, now I think about it, what a twat. Yeah, but then if... Yeah, he didn't have to go frogging with her. No, if he, he could have just broken in and get, killed him. He could have just broken in and shot him, yeah, if that was the end game. But yeah. I think he wanted him to suffer. But yeah, would have been a short film. My other choice, uh, purely because I love uh, Spitsky. Oh, okay. Thought he played Spitzke really well, she. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Well. Wow, fair enough. Yeah. His uh, Gregory so... Allen Williams, by the way. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know if he's. I don't know if we could put him as the winner though. No, I'm fine. We're going with um, Owen Teague. Yeah, he's got that weird face. Yeah. But he uses that it weird. to his advantage. Yes, and he. Um... He was um, Patrick Hoxtetter in um, It. Was he? As well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't recognise yeah. him. Yes. All right, should we give it to Owen Teague then? By the way, I, want, I it... want to go on the record saying I didn't think Helen Hunt was bad in this, but I don't have a personal vendetta against her either. <laughs> well, I, I don't really. I mean... Just what she's done to her face, because she's quite a pretty woman, and then apparently she's just ruined her face. Well, do you think Owen Teague's a pretty, pretty person? You attracted to Owen Teague? Um, he's got that weird look, but you know, I'm not aroused by it. (laughs) I think I'm fully aroused by it. Anyway, I thought she was. I don't give it. I don't give a shit what she's done to her face. (laughs) 
It, uh, no, it... I mean, it's her face. She can do what she <laughs> likes to it. But, you know, I just like to comment on it. Yeah. I feel um, I do feel bad for people who have clearly uh, gone for surgery and it's not turned out how they envisioned before they uh, went in. I do feel bad for people. Yeah, that's fucking... Yeah, I wouldn't like that. I personally would rather grow old as I am. As I will. Yeah, that's true. If I get a chance. I mean, to. I did go into that penis enlargement surgery once. Yeah. But but I think, I don't know, someone must have got it wrong because it's... They hacked off a lot more. They were supposed to add, but they hacked off. Uh, so maybe you donated penis to someone else's enlargement. <laughs> yeah. I said, add <laughs> this, this amount, and then they've suddenly taken it off. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Master of Macabre, Owen Teague. He's a young man. He's coming up from the ranks. I think he's going to be in some other good horror films coming up. Surely. Got to be. Yeah. Playing the weird looking fella. I'd like to see him in right. a film with a guy from Hereditary who was an up and coming horror fan actor. Can't remember his okay, name. Okay, yes. Smashed yes, his head against the table, didn't he? Yes. Okay. Right, right. There we go. We will send a beautiful, beautiful frog looking. No, I've just send you a frog in a box. Yeah, with a piece of string so you can turn it into your own medal (laughs) to hang around your neck. Yeah, there you go. Build your own medal. Yeah. Nice kit. The Madhouse Right, I've just had a crafty little poo and a nice little shower in my upstairs neighbour's bathroom. I'm all refreshed. <laughs> it's the Madhouse Rating System! <laughs> First up, we've got tension and suspense. And I tell you, when I was doing that little poo up there, there was a lot of tension oh and God. suspense. It's bad enough when you hear someone try a door handle when you're taking a dump in your own house. <laughs> I've locked it. Oh my god, I'm being occupied. Occupied. Someone else's house. Good lord. Helps it. Yeah, it helps it come out of me quicker. Yeah, I don't think I'd reach the toilet once I decided to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be an embarrassing waddle home for me. <laughs> All right. Go what on, what you got? <laughs> rating system. Only what's first. Tension and suspense. Oh, you've already said that, haven't you? Yeah. Yep. Uh, we get many different aspects of the horror and thriller film. Tension and suspense. Suspense. I'll tell you. We get many different aspects of horror and thriller films in one here, and the tension is one thing that changes tone throughout all of the three acts. In the beginning, we're brought into a tense family where Helen Hunt has been knocking boots with someone she shouldn't. So there's relationship-based tension. Then the psychological tension arrives with... Sorry, I got something in my... Frogging in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Little bastards. <laughs> Eating my tonsils. Oh, shit. Someone's just in a shit in a pot plant there back there. <laughs> <laughs> Where did I get to? <laughs> Yeah, so Helen Hunt's been knocking boots with someone she shouldn't. So this relationship 
shit going on. Then a psychological tension arrives with unexplained, seemingly paranormal occurrences. Then there is the suspense of watching the froggers in the house nearly getting caught and Alex starts stepping way over the mark. Then, just as we think we kind of like got a grasp of what's going on here, boom! We're in a serial killer hostage type film. Oh shit. And the same story is just repeated each time through the first two acts, but from different views. Misdirection being chucked at the viewer like every few seconds, culminating in the third act, final showdown. Greg's the pedo. That's tension <laughs> suspense. Is that like Greg's the baker? Yes. Yeah. You go around to Greg's, you know what you're in for. Yeah. It's not a pork sausage you're getting in your pastry. It's, yeah. Uh, it's a pork sausage. <coughs> Lovely. <laughs> Tension and suspense. <laughs> uh, I've got to, you've got to give it one. Tension you've got to give you? it one. Yeah. yeah. You've got to give it one. Yeah. Sweet. That's one. Yep. What's next? Next up is gore and visual effects. No gore at all, really. Just a bloody man in a basement, really. Uh, yeah. Bloody man in the basement. But the visual shots, uh, not necessarily visual effects, uh, but the way this is shot is like a paranormal film in the first act, then a home invasion film in the second, then a serial killer slashy type thing in the third. No? Yes, in the third. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. There's some great shots of the general area and the use of handheld camera POV works well. The truth about this film, though, is that it, it isn't a gory horror. It isn't a film that relies on or needs effects. It's a horror thriller. It's psychological and just has good direction, good screenwriting, good acting. Yes, and it's clever. And I think that I think the, the only... Well, the, the 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 best visual effect is right at the start where Witters is riding his bike through the woods and we're watching him. Well, we don't know what's going to happen in this film. He's riding his bike through the woods and we're watching him. Boom. And then suddenly, boom, he flies off his bike like he's been pulled off. Not pulled off, but it, like he's been sucked. Oh no! Like he's been blown. dragged away. No, not blown. Not blown. Not blown. <laughs> but he's been dragged away by some sort of entity or being that's pulled him right into the sky in this woods. This crazy paranormal, fucking insane force or something. And I thought that was that sets that sets that whole bit up at the start of the film. Because thinking, oh fuck, this is a this paranormal shit. And then it turns out oh, it's the wire. It's a pedo's wire across two trees and he's just caught his chest on it. Yeah, and, and that the was bike's a... gone forward and he's gone. But that I thought that visual effect right at the start was beautiful. And like you say, there's not a lot in it. But the other than like the POV kind of stuff, but there's not a lot of other things that you typically find. Like no, there's not much to go shit. on. I d what I did like about that shot at, at the beginning is, uh, and, and it's in retrospect as well when you know more about the film, is that it was a wire because it was a person 
but it was yes. shot at the beginning to make you think it was paranormal. Yes. And that obviously ties in with the whole, there's these froggers in the house and there's a serial yes. killer in the house and it, yeah. it just all ties together so well. It's very clever. Yeah. Yeah. You think it's paranormal, but it just turns out to be paedophile. Yeah. I should write taglines for films. <laughs> Spoiler taglines from Jimmy. They should put that on the VHS cover or on the back of it. Yeah, well, back when spoilers were on the VHS covers. Yeah. You think it's you think it's paranormal? Turns out to be paedophile. Five stars. Madhouse podcast. <laughs> Just on the on the, the cover start of the doing VHS. really quick reviews, like on a. We'll we'll sign up for Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be it. <laughs> I see you. Seems paranormal. Just Peter Fowles. Five stars. <laughs> Exorcist seems paranormal. It's just a priest Peter <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> Creep. Right. What are you giving? Self-explanatory. Five stars. <laughs> Right, what are you giving it for that one? Uh, <clears throat> I, I think it might be a half. I'd give it a half. I'd give it a half. Because what they did was good, and they did what was yeah. needed, but there wasn't much asked of them. Yeah. yeah. Right. Ooh, what's the next one? Is it performance? Yep. All right, it's performance. Uh, I think we usually, uh, eight times out of ten, disagree on performance. Not on yeah. a film as a whole but who was good and who was bad in particular roles. Uh, for example, I thought Helen Hunt was good in this, and you did not. <laughs> I okay, thought yeah. uh, Alec was a bit off at some points. Well, was banging later on, I thought, but you did not. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, but we usually agree on the overall score for a film, uh, but for different reasons. I have an inkling that we agree more or less across the board here, apart from those two differings, but overall, there were no bad castings. No, I don't think so. No bad castings were casted in this film. I just think it was everyone did their job pretty well. Even, I mean, I don't know what you if you want to say anything about Helen Hunt's performance, because <laughs> that, that seems to be the only. It was hard to tell. <laughs> Hard to tell what the poor cow has done to her face. Couldn't can't get any expression out of her. I think she can get expression. Her character was just dead inside, and she was trying to show that. Yeah, she didn't have to go full method and get her skin stretched down. I feel very sorry for for her. I do. Yes, I do as well. Yeah. I shouldn't joke, but you know. No. To be honest, if you're reviewing reviewing the film, it, it is apparent as soon as you start watching yes yeah yeah i think they could have cast i think they've done quite clever casting with greg because i think they could have cast someone who looked a little bit more because he kind of he just looks normal doesn't he yeah just like a dude which i think is great because then you're not like you you went putting two and two together right at the start you don't go oh he this guy looks like a nonce well, I think it's clever casting because the guy who does look like he could be the crazy weirdo is Alec. Yeah, and he is kind of crazy. Yeah, but he's there for revenge on a pedo, so is he crazy? 
because you could justify if someone's done that to you as a kid, hiding in their house for a bit and killing them. Yeah, but that is still crazy. Oh, is it? That is still uh, up on the spectrum of being crazy, isn't oh, it? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not normal, but it, it's on the spectrum of being crazy. It's forgivable. <laughs> 100% it's forgivable. <laughs> You're going to get away with it. That's yeah. the beauty of it. But you're still crackers. Yeah, fair enough. That's the sweet spot, though, isn't it? Crackers, but everyone lets you get away with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ah, horseplay. <laughs> horseplay. <laughs> just boys being boys. <laughs> just Yeah, it's just boys being boys. It's just revenge horseplay, is all yeah. it was. He fiddled me when I was a kid. I'm just going to come and revenge horseplay. But just joking around. I'm going to kill him. Dude, oh, you, you shot off. me in the chest. Ah, we are. Just a off. prank, Fine. bro. Yeah. There's a camera there. There's a camera there. <laughs> <laughs> what are we giving it for performance? Uh, I think it was cast very well, so... I would give it one. Uh, yeah, go on, I'll agree. That's two and a half. Out of three. Wasn't it? Out of three. So, yes, two and a half out of three so far. Right, the next one is... Is it musical score? Yeah. Do you still do that? Yeah, musical score. We still do it. And it's out of effects. Uh, I went back to check this score for this film because I was kind of intrigued. I thought if the film tone changed with each act, did the score switch tone as well? So I went back and uh, had a look through the film. It wasn't something that would stick out on the first watch because there's like so much going on and you're you're not expecting anything to change. It's an orchestral score playing a lot with eerie tones, starts off with a paranormal feeling, giving off some otherworldly vibes, but very understated, sits back chilling with its feet up through the first act, giving us the paranormal chills. Love it. So it's, uh, it does play on the paranormal. I I thought, anyway, you know, the, the uh, sound of it sounds a bit simple, but do you know what I mean? The tone was definitely yeah, no, going for paranormal. Yeah, then it subdues. Seems to subdue. To me, through the second act, as we're following the point of view of the Froggers, it's almost gone, with only a few mysterious tones and snippets of score here and there. And then it ramps up again in the third act, with like a uh, a rethinking of the stuff in the third act. In the first act, sorry. So everything comes to light, Alex reveals his past, etc. It's used well, it changes with the film's tone. Saying that, it's not a memorable score in the slightest, and it's got no lyrics. Nice, that was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful review. Go on, I'm going to let you head this one. What do you think? i give it a half. Okay, a half. That's Although three. it's That's very clever. Three. Although if you were writing a score and you knew that the tone was meant to change a couple of times, you would change it with the film. Yeah, maybe. So, maybe not. No, yeah, still half. Half. Yeah. Okay. Three. Three out of four. Last one. Number five. Overall experience. Uh, I don't know. Where are you sitting with this film? What feels right in your heart? What feels right in my heart? There's three a and a half. Yeah, I've got three and a half written down as well, so that's pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah, three and a half. So uh, we're giving it 0.25 each. <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nice. Lovely. That was easy. Go watch it. We've ruined it for you. But hey, you probably already watched it. Yeah. 
but it's the nine. point of this podcast is that you've all, already watched them first. Yes. The IMD, it's your description. It's your film right, choice. Right, my MDB plug. Yeah, okay. Right. Let's see. Let's see if we can get it. Okay, hang on. Let's warm up. Bear with me. Right, I've got the description loaded up. Are you ready? Yes, of course. When a nurse downloads an app that claims to predict the moment a person will die, it tells oh, her... Oh, it's Countdown. Yeah, I started, so I'll finish. It tells her yeah, she only has three days to live. With a clock ticking and a figure haunting her, she must find a way to save her life before time runs out. How'd you get that one nice. so quick? Huh? How'd you get that one so quick? It's just how I do it, boy. <laughs> When a nurse downloads an app that claims to predict the moment the person will die. I suppose that is pretty much the whole plot of the film. So if you've seen it, you might know. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Uh, this one was recommended to me by Sam. Okay. Who does Have not watch horror films. I've, I've watched it, yeah. Uh, and I chose to... Uh, she sent it me as a recommendation because she knows uh, what happened with the other film we did. <laughs> Shit, what was it called? What's the other one called where you get phone call? One Miss Call. One Miss Call, yeah, yeah, yeah. She said it sounds like it's got a similar premise to that other film you did. You might want to look at it as like one to kind of like compare. She didn't watch it, yeah. she just saw the trailer and sent it to me because she hates horror films. So nice. I have watched it. And yes, that's my choice. Excellent, yes, okay. It's similar yeah. to One Miss Call, similar kind of premise of finding out when you're going to go. Bit modern, phone. bit more modern though, isn't it? Bit more modern, no flip phones in this son of a bitch. No, it's just fucking apps, motherfucker. Smartphones this time. Yeah, smart bloody phones. Um, and I don't know if there's a countdown too. I think it should be. There should be. Yes, it's only a recent film though, isn't it? It's only come out in the last couple of years, twenty twenty. I think it's 2019, because I remember thinking you okay, picked 2019. What was the last film you picked? Midsummer was 2019, which I picked. We just did ICU, which is 2019. 2019. And I think Countdown is 2019 as well. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it is oh, 2019. Okay. So it's three 2019 films in a row. What are we playing Shit. at? Right. Anyway. That's weird. It is weird, because that wasn't purposeful. Okay. Maybe Sweet. we'll go for something older next time. Anyway. Who knows? Yes. I think so. Who gets there? Yeah. I'm feeling another Vincent Price within the next few episodes. Definitely, yeah. We've got to kick it back old school, I think. Yeah. I, I love those ones. Well, there's something very homely about those films. I don't know why. Yeah, definitely. Those... Right. Time for a band plug. Okay. You ready for this? Yeah, I think so. Our band tonight is introduced by me because Jimmy can't do it. Nah, why? Because it's the Midlands-based horror punk band, Headstone Horrors. <laughs> With the yeah, track, I'd rather fight them. These are no good against the dead, only the living.
That was I'd Rather Fight Them by the Madhouse Resident Freaks, Headstone Horrors. And the reason I picked them this week is because they are off on tour with none other than Kid Clumsy on the Abuse Your Confusion tour starting tomorrow for us in real time. But as you listen to this, a couple of dates will already have been played. So check out Headstone Horrors on Facebook to check dates still available and get yourselves down to a show near you. And as for us, don't forget to subscribe to the Manhouse podcast. Give us a sexy five-star review. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And please send your favorite Frogger experiences to ICU at yourplace.com. Jimmy and I will see you in two weeks for our next episode on Calm Down. Yeah! Right. Okay. <laughs> Come on. I tried. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> <laughs>